0: So glad to have you here, Brian.
1: Oh, it's so good to be here.
0: It's <laughs> such yeah. an honor to have you here.
1: Yeah, we love it here. Thank
0: you. And we're gonna talk about dreams and visions. How often do you have dreams and visions?
1: Um, I, I guess different seasons of life, you know, there can be more at times and less in others, but I do feel that the most important thing is that dreams and visions are for everybody. You know, I love to point that out. I feel like often people think, Oh, that's just for the prophets or some strong prophetic call or something like this. And Joel chapter 2 is really clear. It says the spirit of the Lord will be poured out upon all flesh. And the byproduct of that is prophecy, dreams, and visions. You know, so
0: Can you tell <coughs> us the difference of dreams, visions, um, prophetic words?
1: Yeah. So dreams obviously are given to you in the night when you're you know, in your sleep state. And this is really helpful actually often because you're conscious. Is, is moved aside, which is your mind, your will, emotions. Whereas often in the daytime we're so busy that God, you know, can't speak to our spirit at times. We just have too many thoughts going on or, you know, checking our messages and this, that, and the other. And so when we get still and go to sleep, our soul, our conscious moves aside, and he can speak directly to our spirit in a dream, in our sleep state, you know. And visions typically tend to be a little more literal. So you'll see them, like even in the Old Testament, where Daniel had to figure out the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. And if you read closely, it says he was given a vision, meaning he literally saw his dream play out, literally. And so they're a bit different. And you can have night visions, um, visions in the day. Like
0: open visions? Yeah,
1: yeah, there's even... um, Visions where it can be like a TV screen come come before you, and you can see almost both dimensions. I would say the mo- the most frequent type of visions people receive would be uh, like in your inner, you know, eye, your your spiritual eye. So like if I told you right now, picture a red apple. You know, you can see one in in your inner, you know, eye, and so that dimension of your eyes of the spirit, you can begin to see visions as well. There's even trances that people get a little bit, you know kind of skeptical about but it's really clear in acts chapter 10 verse 10 the bible says peter fell into a trance and the greek origin of that word means ecstasia it's like an ecstasy it's a state the spirit puts you in um, while you're awake to also go into a vision so yeah there's many different ways but it's all god's voice to his people But why
0: do we have them why does he give them to us
1: yeah i believe it's one of the main ways that god speaks to humanity and you see it all throughout scripture and and i think also too we have to realize god is supernatural it's the spirit world trying to convey communication to the natural world and often the carnal mind can't understand the spirit so it's almost like even you know a telephone call if i called your cell phone the frequency by which to get to you and that communication is a little different well Dreams and visions are one of those connections that God speaks to us. Um, But also, I think it's really important to point out that he often speaks in symbols and and, uh, parables. You, You see in the Old Testament where the Bible says God spoke to the prophets in parables and riddles. And you're like, man, why, why don't you speak to me literally? You know, <laughs> yes. I, know, I don't know if you're that way, yeah. but I'm like, could you just tell me you know, directly? do make
0: it so mysterious. Yeah, yeah
1: totally. <laughs> and uh, you even see why that.
0: Why does he do that?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to point out. Because um, a great example is Acts chapter 10 with Peter. He goes into, falls into a trance, sees a vision, and it's a sheet with unclean animals that come down three times before him. And God says, Eat and this whole thing. And Peter even, he walked with Jesus for three years. You know, he comes out of the vision and he says he pondered as to what it might have meant. He had no clue. And then the Holy Spirit revealed to him it was it meant that the Gentiles that they thought were unclean could receive the Holy Spirit. So it's like you look at that, you're like, why don't you just tell him? (laughs) You tell Peter the Gentiles are okay too, you know. But I believe he does that for various reasons, because the Bible says the hungry shall be filled. And God's voice is so valuable in the earth that if he just, you know, us as humans, I think we would treat it with a lot less reverence and value. And um, you even see that blueprint in the earth of everything that's valuable is typically hard to find. Gold, for Mm -hmm. instance, you don't just see it laying around uh, pearls they're Mm -hmm. deep within the ocean and where they're formed, diamonds. And God's voice is very similar. It's so valuable. And, you know, the hungry shall be filled. Jesus would even speak in parables with this very purpose. If you weren't hungry enough or sensitive to the spirit, you know, he would deliver a message, but you you could miss it, you know. And um, also a few scriptures I want to point out that are really key with what you're asking uh, in the mysteries is you notice even Paul in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 1 says, we are to regard ourselves as servants of Christ but also stewards of the mysteries of god just like you said it's like why yeah. is it so mysterious <laughs> you know? but um i believe it's a beautiful dynamic that keeps us dependent upon his voice keeps us reliant upon him and we have to steward the mysteries uh, also proverbs chapter 25 verse 2 says it's the glory of god so it's his glory it's his honor it's his desire to conceal a matter mm. meaning he he wraps things in gifts like a mystery and it's our glory as kings to search it out, we we have to unwrap them. You but know.
0: How do we search it out? Yeah. We so we have this dream. How do we know what it means? And yeah. how do we do it?
1: Yeah. It's a great question. I mean, stewardship that I just talked about from 1 Corinthians four is really really key. You know, I've seen where uh, God's voice will come very frequent to people, but if they don't begin to cherish and value what He's saying in some of the ways I'll explain... Um, you know, how do
0: you value it? How do you... Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, it? About to, yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm about to... Yeah, I'm the to explain. Okay.
1: Yeah, so in the, uh, in the stewarding of his voice, when they don't do that, um, his voice, this is very important to know, will start to diminish, you know. So anything regarding God, his voice, that you you steward will, will increase, you know, in everyday life. And so uh, one of the many ways is uh journaling you you know and you say well that's that's pretty basic or simple but really if you think about it the bible is a whole book written from men and women of god that that journaled the voice of god you know moses i mean he wrote detailed down to what god spoke to him And the prophets when god would speak or move uh they would get very detailed they would log it and journal it habakkuk 2 god spoke to habakkuk and said um you know, write down plainly clearly upon tablets what I reveal to you, you know Daniel chapter seven, Daniel comes to the king and he says, "O King, this is a dream I had, and this is its record, meaning he recorded it, you know, so I usually um, encourage people to get a journal, you can get a notepad or like even with the phones nowadays, you know mobile devices there's a notes section and and um, begin to journal god 's voice when he speaks through dreams, visions and and like Peter did, he pondered it. You, you have to steward and lean into it. You can't just see okay. a vision or wake up out of a dream and be like, oh, it was interesting. <laughs> Let me start my day and ignore, you know, there takes a, a leaning so you in. stop
0: and you record sometimes? Yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And even a voice recorder is really good to have in the night because um, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever done this. I've done this plenty. Like I'll be awakened in the middle of the night and have a dream and I'm kind of groggy and it seems like it's real clear, you know, and I'll be like, oh, I'll just go back to sleep and I'll remember it in the morning. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, wait, you know, how many, was it three apples or two, you know, you can kind of miss some of the details. And so that's when it's really helpful to have sometimes a voice So the reporter.
0: details are important. Yeah,
1: yeah, very important. You
0: know can I mean? you tell me typical dreams, examples of dreams that, <clears> and their meanings? What do we have to look out for? What does it mean? Colors, numbers, yeah. animals?
1: Yeah, all of that means a lot. You, you see the, the dream back with uh, you know, Pharaoh and, and um, Joseph in the scripture. There was seven cows and so you have a number there, an animal like you said. There's seven fat cows and seven skinny ones ate them. Well, in their day, cows spoke of provision. You know, And the number seven, when he interpreted it, represented the years that it was going to happen. So seven years of plenty and seven years of famine that would follow and eat up what they had. And so, um, yeah, I mean, animals, colors, even like certain symbols that you, you can start to see a common thread, like even uh, roaches. I don't know if you guys have those here. It's like a little insect. They speak okay. of hidden sin. Mm. And people see those in a lot of dreams. Uh, spiders what speak spiders? of- What spiders? Yeah, spiders are typically like uh, bondage and things that wrap you up. You, you know, spiders always, they have a web and they, they entangle everything. So it's yeah. just uh, strongholds, bondage, stuff like that, which is not to be scared of. It's just insightful. You can help see this for other people or your own life and get free. Um, different colors mean things like blue is revelation. Purple is royalty. Um, yellow typically speaks of gifting and and the numbers have meanings to Sevens, completion. Three is the number of the spirit. And so, you know, actually uh, there's a prophet that passed away some time ago named John Paul Jackson from the US and he's got a lot of materials if you want to really get into the numbers and colors and symbols. But like you said, all that means, it has great meaning in it.
0: You is know? it different <coughs> types of dreams?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So there's warning dreams and those are very helpful to foresee issues that you may want to avert and get around or you may see them for other people. Um, there's even impartation dreams. You, okay. s- you saw this with Solomon, those are my favorite, where God came to Solomon in a dream and imparted wisdom to him. Literally, the gift of wisdom that we've never seen rest upon a man was given to Solomon. So that was given a, a dream. Yeah, it was an impartation. Yeah. Wow. If you read closely in 1 Kings chapter 3, it says Solomon went into a dream and God came to him. They had the dialogue and part of the wisdom. And if you read closely, it says Solomon woke up and thought, oh, it was but a dream. Uh, I really think Solomon was like, oh, that was wild. <laughs> but then he had it. It was installed, instilled within him. Um, there's even dreams where angels will come in the dreams. You saw this continually happen with uh, Jesus' father, Joseph. It would You would always see it said an angel would come to him in a dream.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've noticed when God sends angels in dreams, typically the nature of the topic of what he's trying to reveal to you is very important and you can't get it misinterpreted. This is why he does this. So, you know, the Bible says in Corinthians, we see and hear in part. So even with dreams and in the prophetic, sometimes we can misinterpret things a little bit, but when he sends angels, they're messengers in a dream. He's, he, he basically can't get you, you can't mess this one up. You know, he needs to make sure the message is clear. As you can see, because Joseph was needing to know where to hide Jesus as a baby. I mean, his life was at stake. So, uh, yeah, God will send angels and dreams. And, you know, there's foresight and dreams just and, you know, so many different ways. There's also, I want to point out, which is very helpful, uh, demonic dreams. Okay. And this is so good to know because the, the enemy, um, you see this back in the garden. You know, he could even take the word of God with Eve and twist God's voice. So he's very good at doing this as well and making things look prophetic okay. in, in a dream, and it's not even God's voice at all.
0: How do you know it's the voice of God and or not?
1: Yeah. So typically, a good indicator in dreams when it's the Spirit of God is you have to realize always the Holy Spirit's bringing life, peace, and Jesus came that you may have life, and life more abundant, uh, unity. There's always like, purpose and where God's going. The enemy always brings lies, uh, deception, depression.
0: What about fear? Yep. If it's fear, you yep. know, then it's not from God.
1: Right. Fear, uh, oppression, division. And so, um, you, you know, so you can see common threads in dreams given by the enemy, but it, it's really helpful to know this because I've had many people, think a dream was from god and it was from the enemy because he can also play off symbols and colors and make it look very prophetic because he's in the spirit world as well but there's never it always leaves you going in circles and sometimes he'll implant. he'll show you say a friend in a dream and something that they stabbed you in the back or did something wrong to you and he'll cause mistrust and divide relationships and people think it's from god and God if they show you something about a person, he'll show you how to redeem it or he'll show you there's always purpose in it. The enemy just leaves it there like you said, fear, nightmares, or he'll he'll impart thoughts about people and cause division and and um, he's really good at that. So when I have those dreams I just don't journal them, I never give them any regards or pay attention to them. Yeah.
0: But how do you develop this if you have this dream and you journal it and you don't stop there. Mm-hmm. What do you do to, to steward it more, to just go into it?
1: Yeah, so some of the main things I'll do is uh, right when I wake up out of a dream, I'll check the time. Okay. So the time's very important. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the time is very important when you are awakened out of a dream. You see this, and, and I'll get there in a second, but you'll see this with prophets in Scripture that uh, when God speaks, they always you know start to notice like they always mark the exact date the month the time and um even in the year Uzziah died Isaiah had an encounter and just they would always track this and um and so it's very important because God will use this to speak to you in the moment you're in um with different verses he can project dates off of the exact clock that you know he wakes you out of and um And especially when you're awakened out of a dream at a time that's not normal for you waking up. So if you wake up at like six o'clock every morning, you were just getting up and you remembered a dream you had in the night. That's that's pretty normal. But if you were like, I've had this before. I was about to meet a person the next day. I had never met them before in my life. Didn't know them from anybody else. And I went into a dream that this person had been hurt in a deep relationship and they were really still hurting. And nobody knew about it. And then I was awakened out of this dream at 3.33, okay. which I've learned over t- over time that they can tie back to sh- scriptures that confirm what God's trying to show you. And so 3.33 often is Jeremiah 33.3, 3, where it says, uh, God says, I'll show you things which you know not, mysteries hidden, and, and this, that, and the other. So I knew, you know, this is a relational hurt with this person and so forth. So when I met them, I said, hey, by any chance were you deeply hurt in a relationship or anything like this and needing healing. And they were really blown away because even their parents, nobody even closest to them had any idea, but this was going on, you know? And so it's really helpful. Um, And even dates, you know, so like, say I've had it before where you'll wake up at like 520 and you'll foresee an event Mm -hmm. in the dream that's going to come. But it's like, why do you wake wake me up at 520? And often this can even be the fifth day tw- fifth month, twentieth day, so okay. it would be may twentieth in the u s but and then sure enough i 've seen it like months pass by, and then when five twenty comes fifth month, twentieth day, the thing I saw in the dream fulfills on the exact day
0: so you 've experienced this oh yeah,
1: plenty of times, and so it 's really awesome to watch how God you know i guess most importantly it 's to know that when God speaks it 's never by accident he 's very purposeful, the timing you know you want to log it and then and then when you have the dream it's really important to write the full dream out but some practical steps that I teach people is when you write out the full dream you then try and take each individual item by themselves out and interpret before God what you, which each item means and then put them back together like a puzzle, if that makes sense, you know, puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. And so say you had a dream where you saw like a dog running to the store, and he was running right, and then you ran into a person, or whatever it may be. You would write the whole dream out, but then you write dog, and dogs typically speak of somebody that's close to you or loyal. Mm -hmm. And so you interpret that, and then going to the right, and that usually speaks of a correct direction, you're going the right way, you know. so you start to look at it as individual puzzle pieces, then you put it back together, and it's, it's very helpful. You saw Joseph do the seven cows. It was like, take the number apart, the seven years. Cows, okay, that speaks of you know, abundance and provision. So,
0: yeah. You had an account, encounter in, at Bible college. Mm-hmm. Did that start these dreams and visions in yeah. your life? Yeah, what yeah. happened?
1: Yeah, so it's funny. In, um, in Bible college... I'm glad you brought that up because I never had dreams. I mean, it was like, I was not that guy, you know, it was funny, even growing up in church, um, they had a house prophet, you know, that they, I guess the house prophet, that, so it's the only what I knew about the prophetic was every Sunday morning, this prophet, you know, this lady, this old lady with a bun, it was amazing, <laughs> she would stand up over here and, be and start praying in tongues and freak me out, you know, I was like, what is she doing? And then over here, the house prophet would stand up and he would be like, thus saith the Lord and all this. And so that was strange to me. I was like, I don't want anything to do with the prophetic, you know. (laughs) And so I go off to Bible college and mostly under evangelism and, you know, repentance and preaching and miracles and stuff like that and never had dreams. I mean, visions, didn't understand any of it, anything like this. And um, until after that, you mentioned there was a season where I really went after God and and had this encounter after a conference you know um it was pretty wild actually i was on the interstate coming from a city in texas to another city and out of nowhere this huge uh, falcon flew out of the sky it almost ran me off the interstate you know flew in front of my windshield and looked me in the eyes it freaked me out yeah i was like Uh, I thought it was going to come through the windshield. I wasn't like spiritual in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I was not like thinking, oh, glory, you know, it (laughs) it scared me. I didn't, I I wasn't being spiritual at all, but when he looked me in the eyes, you know, the thing about Falcons is their keen eyesight to see just the precision eyesight. There was some type of impartation that happened in this experience. And so after that, yeah, I started like, oh my goodness, having dreams and visions. And so, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah.
0: Okay, so how do we increase this or activate this in our lives just shortly? Yeah. If you want to have it, if you want to get into it, because it's for everybody, you said.
1: Yeah, for sure. How
0: do we activate it?
1: Yeah, well, um, back to the verse I mentioned earlier of Joel 2, it mentions the connection of dreams and visions and even prophecy to the Holy Spirit coming upon all flesh. And so learning to receive the Holy Spirit Mm. is really, really key And even um, the prayer language of praying in tongues is really big because it it edifies our spirit. And so often I'll tell people before you go to bed, uh, one practical step you can take is take even just like about a half hour, 30 minutes, and pray in tongues before you go to sleep. And and what happens is your spirit, like your spiritual antennas of your eyes Mm -hmm. to see and your ears to hear, they get more honed in and fixated on the Spirit of God versus, you know, if we've been all day, in, which we typically are, you know, we have jobs to do. We're mm-hmm. receiving phone calls, checking emails. And when we're in the soul all day, you if you go to sleep in that, it's, it's harder to, to hear God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like often likened to, even in this room right now, there's radio frequencies, mm-hmm. television frequencies. But if you don't have your receiver tuned in just right, you know, you can't receive um, the, the the voice, and so praying in the spirit really, really big. And then stewardship, stewardship that we talked about. Can
0: you pray for the, the people watching for really importation of these dreams yeah.
1: and visions? Yeah, would be be honored to. So, yeah. So even now, uh, right there, God, I just thank you for each and every one. Uh, thank you for this dimension of your voice coming through dreams and visions by the Spirit of God, prophetic pictures, even. We just thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, I pray, uh, wherever you're at, the Holy Spirit come upon you. God, I thank you for divine impartation. Be filled with the Spirit of God right now, and I pray for an opening up of eyes to see, ears to hear in Jesus' name. I I decree dreams and visions flood your world. God, thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of your will. God, parables and mysteries begin to increase that you may love Jesus, know him more, and make him known in the earth, in Jesus' name.
0: (coughs) Amen. This is so interesting, Brian. I Mm -hmm. could have talked so long about this, but um, uh, next session, you will be teaching about the gifts of the Spirit. What do you think of that? Oh
1: Yeah, I think it's amazing in such a unique ability that God's given us by the Spirit, of the nine gifts of the Spirit, and, so needed in this day that the body of christ walk in the fullness of the gifts of the spirit so
0: we need them right yeah oh
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay thank you so much brian thank you for uh, this uh, teaching of uh, dreams and visions
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Such an honor that's
0: so an honor. we look forward to next time thank you all for uh, watching and hopefully you got very encouraged so seek the lord and really expect dreams and vision and god to talk to you so thank you and see you next time again god bless you